Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, or day by day, until the end of time. That is true, James. And oh no, I have terrible news. It didn't actually work. The time loop is starting again. Welcome to Timeline Scavengers. No, I'm just kidding. We are actually fine. We're totally out of it. And so today, we are jumping into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Season 7, Episode 10. Wow, we're getting close to the end of the show, but not the end of talking about this show, because again, time is weird. Uh, Indeed. All right, here we go. This is Season 7, Episode 10. Uh, We're going to start at the beginning. Really, the first minute is just recap, so you can skip all of that. So basically starting at 1 minute, going until 3 minutes and 12 seconds. And here's what happens. Crying Shame by the I Spy Club starts playing on the speakers of a bar. Here's their lyrics in their entirety. No, I'm just kidding. But it is a song from 2012, so it's once again a song that's way out of time. Uh, we see a guy playing darts and drinking Malik. beer. But Nathaniel Malik approaches. <gasps> he challenges him to darts. The young man wants to put a wager down, but Nathaniel doesn't want to lose all of his money to the hottest recruit, which I like that line because it's like, ooh, like hottest is in like terms of like the hot shot or like hottest or because he, he's like, hey, it's a good looking man. Or is it like Top Gun, where it's literally both? Every single time they mm. say it, it's both. All mm. the time. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Uh, the young man, I, I wouldn't agree with that this time, but fine. Um, the young man doesn't love this guy knowing so much about him, or his statements about how he and S.H.I.E.L.D. will have a sad, sad breakup. He doesn't believe him at all, until Malik provides every detail on how he's injured, and how he goes to Hydra after S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't save him. He's kind of like, see, even then, sorry, I guess I should say, he doesn't believe him at all. He says all this, so he's like, ah, yeah, maybe, I don't know, that seems kind of weird. And then Malik breaks out the superpower to show him that he means business. That's a neat trick, he says. Malik then asks him if he would like one of his own. He calls out, sweetheart, gross, two more beers on my tab, under the name John Garrett. <gasps> oh my God, honestly, this if you were watching this as it aired, this would be huge, but right now it's kind of like, <laughs> it means uh, nothing okay, yeah. and, you know, uh, it's a great moment. Not for you, though, if you're, again, listening to this in chronological order. Again, what a weird, full, like, huge setup for absolutely nothing for you. Um, right. So I only have a segment. Um, James, do you have anything for, I have, uh, for this episode? Uh, it's the first time in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not true, but it was weird to do an Avengers ensemble, including the episode, on two sequential episode recording episodes because we did nine last time and ten this time. So I have mm-hmm. uh, an Avengers ensemble about the uh, episode and also the guy playing young John Garrett. I'm sorry, playing what now? Young John Garrett. Do you mean John Garrett? Uh, yeah, he's young. Okay, sure. It's his rap name, Young John Garrett. Mm, I see it. Y-U-N-G. Right, right, exactly. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, did you have an Avengers Ensemble? I do have an Avengers Ensemble. Would you like me to do you Shall I do it? Not right now? I mean, we can't. I mean, sorry, I guess I should say this. What are your thoughts on the scene? I guess I should oh, do yeah. that, huh? Oh, um, yeah. Now, you said something that made me think that maybe you don't agree with me. I find just plain normal uh, John Garrett, um, regular age John Garrett, I find him incredibly charming. I know he, I. it's in a kind of a sleazy way, but he kind of strikes me as one of those friends that's like, yeah, they're kind of a dick, but like, also they're good friends. 
And I know you and I know that John Garrett is a piece of shit. And and we know that. And right. he puts off that vibe. But and I think it's be, well, we're, we'll talk about it in Avengers Ensemble. Because of who he is and what his face looks like. <laughs> I know what you mean. Sorry. I know it's so funny to hear it out of context, but that's very funny. <laughs> I'm charmed by him in a way that I wouldn't be charmed by just some actor. Here's here's what it is to me. I I'm not charmed. It's I don't listen. This is not a. I'm not trying to like be rude or anything like that about this person. Just for me personally, he doesn't do anything for me. Like in terms of being like hot, right? No, I'm yeah, kinda like, sure, for sure. To me, I'm like he's okay. I think what doesn't help him is the slicked hair, which again, again, like I do get is to kind of try to sell us on who this person is. Again, this will mean so much more to you, all of you way later. But like the thing is, with the way that his slicked back hair looks like, I feel like he looks like a newt. And it just it's like okay. Well, he also has like a big mouth and like kind of weird yeah. eyes and whatever. It, he hasn't like fully grown into his body, which yeah. in, in a way. And like again, it is supposed to be him being like young. I mean, he is young, right? But like right. I don't know. It's just this thing where I'm like kind of like, okay, you know, like he's yeah. fine uh, in terms of like attractiveness or whatever. I also think though that he is to me, he does give that slime ball thing. But it is also interesting because, like, I think that they're setting him up as this guy in this, at least in this scene, especially with the way that he's being spoken to by Malik, as like kind of like a guy who's like he's teetering on the edge of becoming a full slime ball, right? But he doesn't have to be, right? Right? You know, if he has the right influence in the right moments, he could prevent that, right? But Malik is proving that if the right sleaze ball comes along, this guy can go full sleaze ball, which is um, funny because. We're not going to get to it for years and years and years, but John Garrett will be on the other end of that equation in the exact same way mm-hmm. of if you don't meet the ra- the wrong sleazeball, you can turn out okay for another character that, again, we're Correct. not going to meet for, for years. But, yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's it's hurt people hurt people. You know? Absolutely. That's really what it is. 100%. Um, and that's kind of where it all comes down to. But, yeah. like, no, it's just, it's it's also the way... I also think that anyone who wears a like leather jacket duster to me doesn't feel trustworthy. Well, that's because of, we don't need to talk about it in this short episode, but there's a specific reason why people of our generation feel that way. That's fair. But yeah, no, it's just it's when I see that, I go, Ugh. <laughs> just the way and, he looks like a sleazy car salesman just makes me like also he goes sweetheart to the I'm like, right. don't, okay. don't talk to women like that. I'm going to I'm going to say this. I'm still. I'm charmed by him. I like scenes that he's in. That's Put fair. That I, I I like that. Yes. I yeah. I like listen. I like him as an actor. I like his scenes. I think he's yeah. good at what he does. Yes. I'm just not like charmed in terms of me being like, oh, I like this guy. Right. You know For I mean? sure. Yeah. Yeah. Avengers Ensemble. Okay. So this is. Agents of Shield season t- seven episode ten. It is a an episode uh, version of the Dashboard for Confessional song "Stolen," which is from the album "Dusk and Summer," which came out in two thousand and three or four. It was four or five. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna go back. It is not based on that in any way. Uh, you can keep that because it's funny, and future James will get a kick out of that or cut it. I don't care. I don't give a literal. Dang. It aired on July 29th, 2020. It was directed by Gary A. Brown. Um, and he uh, also directed uh, Season 7, Episode 4, which is the um, the film noir one. Uh, 
the black and white um Sunset Boulevard tribute like film noir uh episode of this. Mm-hmm. Uh he has not had any uh updates since then. Uh, the teleplay was written by George Kitson, who also wrote the teleplay or wrote uh, season seven, episode one, and season three, episode sixteen, which I believe is Mayan Man. Meet George Kitson. Meet bing, George. Bing. Ki- right, exactly. Daughter Sorry. Judy. Um, he. An update on him is uh, he did six episodes of Superman and Lois as the executive story editor for that show. Mm, okay, cool. Lots of people doing uh, Superman and Lois. Uh, sort of stuff from Agents of Shield. Uh, yeah, I noticed that actually there because uh, Elizabeth Hentridge is not the first, and yeah, obviously because of this guy. But like, I, I don't think it's going to be the last. It is really there must be something within the production company yeah. side of that that is yeah. a crossover, for lack of a better term, because right. there are so many names that I've seen as we have worked together before, so we're tapping this person right. to do this. You know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember who it is, but I've definitely seen. I think there's at least two or three like names that are recognizable right. that I've seen that did Agents of Shield and then also did something for that show. Right, right, exactly. Um, uh, the teleplay was also written by Mark Leitner. Uh, he wrote uh, season seven, episode four, along with Gary A. Brown directing it. No updates on his uh, resume. And then the story was uh, written by Mark Bruner. Um, this has a double mark of approval on it. Uh, mark Leitner and Mark Bruner. Uh, he, Mark Bruner, wrote 43 episodes of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, hmm. Well, he did. He was um, he did 43 episodes of DC's Legends of Tomorrow as the staff writer, story editor, and executive story editor. I could have like opened up that thing and and broken it down, but again, he wrote for DC's Legends of, of Tomorrow. Sounds like a you know a season and a half or so, uh, and he wrote two episodes of Under the Dome that Stephen King, um, I believe, was a miniseries. Uh, Normal aged John Garrett is played by a character <laughs> named <laughs> a character named James or an actor named James Paxton. And listener, if you're watching this uh, this show like I was, uh, not this past time, but the time before that, um, I was like, wow, they did a, just a really excellent job casting this person who I know the future version of. Right. And I'm just going to spoil it right now. It's played by Bill Paxton. And I'm like, God, <laughs> this guy, this guy, they did, like, how did they find this spot on? And I was in the middle of that thought. And I was like... Type, type, type. It's imdb.com. <laughs> yeah. Enter. imdsun.com. It's where all the Nepo Baby <laughs> database stuff goes. Um, imdsun of Bill Paxton, a very specific <laughs> website. Did Bill Paxton. It's, it's a James Paxton tribute site, but it is circuitous to get there. It's that thing where, like, you know, those like websites that are like, is today Tony Danza's birthday? And right. they say no every day. Yeah. Right? It's that, but it's just like every single actor, is this person related to Bill Paxton? And there's like, Two yeses and then eight million hits for no. I just think that that kind of thing would be very funny. That'd be very very good. Like uh-huh. no credits or anything. Just are they are they his son or daughter or whatever? It's like right. yes. You're like cool. No. Hey, come no. real quick by no. the uh, by the domain imdsonofbillpaxton.com. I would rather not. But if you if you want to buy it and have it redirect, I will, I will do go it. to the grave never having bought a domain. Um, that oh, sounded weirdly okay. classist, but uh, it also is just a life aspiration. Um, <laughs> James Paxton uh, was in Velvet Buzzsaw, which is a movie that 
lots and lots of people have been I in know, from. It's wild, right? <laughs> like it feels like who wasn't in this movie at this right, point? You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. it's getting to that point. Right. Uh I think in somewhere I saw like, oh, they directed Velvet Buzzsaw. Of course they did. Um <laughs> I'm doing many different things on IMDb though, so I don't know which one it was. Um and uh, he also played Dinky Winks Jr. in Spy Kids Three Game Over. Interesting. Uh, okay. I haven't seen a single Spy Games movie, but Spy Kids movie. Uh I have seen the Spy Game movie, which has Brad Pitt and Robert Redford, but that is not in that series. Listen, I'm gonna say it. Spy Kids actually pretty inspired. I've cinema. heard. I've heard. It's actually pretty fucking good. I mean, it's wild. It's outrageous. It's Robert Rodriguez, so like, yeah, it's, but it's going really to be good. Yeah, it's Danny like, Trejo genuinely yeah. has some of the best line deliveries I think I've ever seen in some of those movies. Yeah, uh, and also so with um, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to catch up, but so right. does um, what's his name? Uh, the guy um, Antonio Banderas. No, no, um, he's he's the white male, kind of goofy looking. That, hey, fellow kids. What's up, fellow kids? What What's that? Oh, Steve Buscemi. Thank, thank you. I could not remember yeah. his name for some reason. Steve Buscemi has a line in there that is unbelievably haunting. And yeah. again, also the delivery. It's like about like when God looks down on us. Like, and like you know, does he oh, recognize us Oh, I saw a monsters? TikTok about that. Yeah. Where it was that like, is, why is this in that movie? <laughs> yeah, and exactly. That's exactly what it is. You're like, why is this in this movie? What the <laughs> hell? But it's like, it's, it's unbelievable. Like that line. You're just like, and this was in kids like like spy kids right. like you're like what is happening it's right. weird um two things right. yeah. uh it would be like if there was some sort of way that quentin tarantino could direct a children's movie franchise and not have it be weird and creepy mm-hmm. like that's what robert rodriguez directing these movies is like it's like oh hey kids do you like the director of spy kids are you now 15 20 years out from first seeing that movie cool here's the rest of his oeuvre like yeah uh, <laughs> Um, Kevin Smith presents Sesame Street. Um, <laughs> and then uh, just real quick thing about Steve Buscemi. It's really, really quick. You know that song, uh, She Likes Me For Me? Yeah. She Likes Me. Uh, there's a thing. Like that guy that played in Fargo, I think his name was Steve. That is about Steve Buscemi, and it is from a time before Steve Buscemi was a household name. That's interesting. Hmm. So it was like, I think his name was Steve, felt like, huh, weird. And now looking back, it's like, yeah, man. Steve Buscemi, he's wor- beloved worldwide. Yeah, beloved, like, <laughs> yeah, beloved actor, yeah. That's very funny. So, anyways. Um, so that is my uh, Avengers Ensemble. Great. Um, yeah. Uh, well, James, I have a very quick and very brief segment for you. Today, Nathan Fillion, he was in Castle, which we've mentioned many mm-hmm. times on this show. He's sure. also frequently a voiceover guy for hero cartoons or heroic cartoons kind of thing, right. uh, which also very much fits this show. Yep. He's been in many shows and movies, often as a handsome fellow with a plucky attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is apparently a little hard to deal with on set. Interesting. Um, but still got to be better than Nathaniel Malick. Gross. Prob- probably. Nate Men in History. 
Do you have a favorite uh, Nathan Fillion property? Ooh, I mean, honestly, I do really like Castle. Um, yeah. But he actually, no joke, he does an incredible Green Lantern. Like, mm, interesting. He, as Hal Jordan, yeah, really sells it. Hmm. Every Fun. time he's he's done like that voice and stuff like that in like different uh, animated projects, I'm like, damn, yep. Yeah. It, like it just fits him perfectly. Hey, as always, I am James Anderson. I am Colin Parker. Hey, bud. Hey, sweetheart. Excelsior on the rocks. <laughs>